0: Fitch Ratings says lower operating margins at nonprofit hospitals may be here to stay. The Biden administration wants stakeholder input on making Medicare Advantage more transparent. And a new study examines a small number of transmissible Alzheimer's cases tied to a medical treatment that's no longer used. <laughs> It's Wednesday, January 31st. I'm Jay Carlyle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. The baseline for nonprofit hospital operating margins may be getting lower, according to a new report from Fitch Ratings. Operating margins for most nonprofit hospitals and health systems were hard hit over the past few years, which saw high labor and inflation related operating costs combined with volume weakness. Though many facilities have begun to rebound, many are only reporting operating margins around 1 or 2 percent instead of the 3 or 4 percent they saw historically. In a release, Fitch sector head Kevin Halloran said that though many not-for-profit hospitals are operating at lower operating margins, widespread hospital downgrades are unlikely as these systems have built what he said were robust balance sheets and because they have quote, learned to economize on capital spending to a certain degree, unquote. Fitch does not view the potential resetting of the margin range as a quote, sector-ending incident, but instead a quote, pain point that each facility must take into account against their respective liquidity cushions. Halloran said that declines among hospitals are a possibility and concern if operations don't improve or if hospitals cannot afford to defer capital longer. According to Kauffman Hall's January Flash report published on Tuesday, hospital margins continued to improve through the end of 2023, with the median margin reported standing at 2.3 percent at the end of December. Moreover, patient revenue increased by more than 40 percent last year compared to 2020. The Biden administration is asking for stakeholder input on how to increase transparency around Medicare Advantage. The Department of Health and Human Services, through the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, issued a request for information last Thursday, seeking feedback from the public regarding how best to enhance MA data capabilities and increase public transparency. The agency said that this information will support efforts for MA plans to best meet the needs of Medicare beneficiaries ensure that MA plans appropriately use taxpayer funds and for the market to have what the agency said was, quote, healthy competition, unquote. CMS said it's specifically seeking data-related input ranging from access to care and prior authorizations, supplemental benefits, marketing, care quality and outcomes, value-based arrangements, and more. The public comment period is open through May 29th. This is one of the latest initiatives underway by the Biden administration to get a better handle on Medicare Advantage plans. In mid-January, CMS issued tighter timelines for MA carriers to send prior authorization decisions to care providers, as well as requiring payers to give more justifications for their decisions in the event that a provider needs to file an appeal. In 2023, nearly 31 million beneficiaries, more than half of the eligible Medicare population, were enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan, accounting for around $454 billion of total federal Medicare spending, according to KFF. And the Department of Health and Human Services expects to pay more than $7 trillion over the next decade. A small group of patients who received a no longer used medical treatment as children are now showing early-onset dementia symptoms, highlighting a small and extremely rare case of possibly transmissible Alzheimer's disease, according to a new study. The study was published on Monday in the journal Nature Medicine by researchers based in the United Kingdom. In it, five British adults who received a medical treatment involving injections of pituitary growth hormones sourced from human cadavers later developed iatrogenic Alzheimer's disease. According to the study, between 1959 and 1985, these patients were among nearly 2,000 people in the United Kingdom who were treated with cadaver-derived human growth hormones. This treatment was also used in other parts of the world, including the United States. This treatment was banned nearly four decades ago after it was discovered that these injections could be contaminated with prions, or proteins that can cause normal proteins in the brain to fold abnormally. It's an issue that caused around 200 cases of the fatal neurodegenerative Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. According to this study, it appears that those hormone infusions also deposited beta-amyloid protein seeds into the recipients. These proteins are a hallmark of the plaques that develop in the brain as part of Alzheimer's disease. The individuals highlighted in this study tested negative for genetic markers of Alzheimer's. The research authors were careful to point out that there is no evidence that amyloid beta can be transmitted in other contexts, such as during activities of daily life or through routine care. This has been GIST Healthcare Daily from Kaufman Hall. I'm Jay Carlyle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the podcast. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at gisthealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly GIST.